Justin. I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. What's up, Maurice? How are you? Pretty good. How was your holiday? My holiday was good. Or your Christmas. Thank you. My (laughs) Christmas was good. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was really low-key this year. Mm -hmm. You know, I always say Christmas is for the kids. Yeah. You know, the adults exchange gifts, but it's just like one gift for an adult. Uh It's usually a big gift. You know, something substantial. Um, You know, I I got nice gifts. Um, It was just nice to spend time with family. That's what I always focus on. Okay. Just being present, being in the moment, Mm -hmm. eating good-ass food. Yeah. um, Making a bomb charcuterie tray. (laughs) And just with all that mixed, well, what <laughs> y'all had hummus and bruschetta. Oh, this one, th- this this charcuterie tray was a little all over the place. Yeah, but you know, I had to work with what I had. That's true. You know, and but it was all still it was still tasty, and it still tore it up. And um, you know, just chilling with family, uh-huh. drinking coquito and eggnog. But also, what I do between that time is I spend a lot of time just reconnecting with people. You know, I have lots of friends that live. Um, you know, in other areas, but like third tier friends. No, these are um second tier. Oh, yeah, think about it. They ain't that close. For okay. example, like I'm, I'm at a for a bunch of my good friends. He came down from Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and we just sat there for like two and a half hours, and just like I left feeling so full of love and encouragement, and feeling seen. And, um, yeah, because you didn't see them. <laughs> Stop. Years. No, we see each other like ghosts, like like semi annually. Uh-huh. How have you been since Christmas? Good. So we wanted to have our first Christmas in the house um, because you know we've only been there a couple months. Right. Yeah. So it was like, all right, you know, let's officially have our first holiday. You had a tree. We have like a. It was like a really small tree. It's really like a decoration. It's not like an actual tree. Okay. Because. We initially wanted, well, he wanted a real tree. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, all them needles you got to clean right. up and it's going to dry out. It. Yeah, and then the water. <laughs> and then it was just going to be too much. And so the realistic looking trees that are at like Lowe's and Home Depot and stuff, they're like $400. Yes, ma'am. And I was like, uh, I'm not paying that. That's for... an investment. Um, okay, but then where are you going to store it the rest of the year? And I just didn't see paying that much money. I mean, they looked nice. Right. And we have, like, a double-height ceiling, so we wanted, like, the really tall one to kind of feel oh, like the, tall the vertical space. Yeah. And so those were, like, really expensive. But they have the lights already, they, like, yeah. in the tree. <laughs> yeah. If you want a flocked tree, which I hate. No, I didn't want that. They can come flocked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they look fucked. <laughs> but we didn't want that. So we couldn't decide on, like, one to get, because I wasn't going to pay that much money for it. And then... We couldn't do the the real tree because it was just going to be a lot. And he has allergies and stuff. So it was like, no. Um, so we just had like a little small decoration. Oh, that's so tree. Um, and then, so we had, we opened presents that morning. And then we had, you know, like dinner. Like I cooked a little small um, Christmas dinner. And then we decided to like walk around the city. And the city was dead. Oh. Philadelphia is a beautiful city when no one when no one is here. Yeah, (laughs) I mean it's it's nice when people are here too. Yeah, but it was it was better when it was just quiet, like no one was on the streets. It was like Christmas time for the Jews. Have you seen that movie? No, it's on Saturday Night Live. It's like a claymation little musical that they have, like Celebrity Deathmatch. Kind of like that, okay. yeah, yeah. But they do this. It's like this thing where they talk about like what Jewish people do on Christmas because everything's closed except like the Chinese food restaurant, right? That's a thing. And then they go to the movies, and it was it's a thing. And so we um walked around. We walked to the art museum to see the tree, and you know, and did stuff like that. So I had a little moment like in the city, Aww. and then after after Christmas, I ended up going down to Virginia. Because it was my niece's first Christmas. Yes, but you have to be present. For yeah, her. and so she was so cute. Oh. Yeah, and so we had a good time, like seeing the family and you know just hanging out and chilling. That's and, what it's all about. Yeah, it's about being present. Mm-hmm. That presence. Shout out exactly. to last episode's <laughs> title, episode two fifteen. Yeah. So yeah, we uh, we had a good time. Had some good family time. Great. Yeah. Awesome. And now we're back. We're back. For the last episode of the year. Oh my God, can you believe it? Not really. It seemed to go by really fast. And this is our first full year in production. Right. It has been. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. it's like nice. Mm-hmm. I feel good. I'm proud of us. <laughs> you are. I am. Congratulations. Yeah, we had um, co-host. We had a good 
a good run. We'll talk about that a little bit later yes. in our recap. Yes. You know, guys, this is, I don't know if we should, should we call this a special? I guess so. It's like our in, year in special. Our year in special. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone does them. Yeah. This is our version. Yeah. But let's hop on to the next segment of the show. I hope that you all are, you know, drinking with us. If you are, please drink responsibly. <laughs> please, I'm already drunk. Please drink responsibly. Please be over 21. And please not be operating heavy machinery. But um, what we drinking this week? Champagne. Champagne. <laughs> yeah, it's festive. It's fun. It's appropriate. It's appropriate for New Year's. Right. Yeah. I love bubbles. Bubbles are always good. So we are drinking... What is this? Oh, yours is Corbell. Honey. Ooh. You know, the funds be tight after Christmas, okay? I couldn't... You ain't get no gift cards? I did, but the the, the, pre, the gift cards are preordained uh, or, or predetermined for other purchases. Oh, Honey, Category Is has a budget, too, now. <laughs> but, yes, we're just drinking a, a little basic Corbell. She was also on Ooh. sale. I mean, what you got, a Vouve? No, I have that in the in the wine fridge at home. Oh, you, the Vouve couldn't make it to the studio? I mean... See, I mean, I got, I got a Vouve at home, too. Okay, girl. You do? I do, actually. Okay. Touch you. I don't got no Dom Perry. I don't know. Well, touch you. So we're going to drink this Corbell first. <laughs> 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 and then I got some um, uh, Napa. What is that? In the fridge. It's from Napa. It's wine. It's Blanc de Blanc. The white of whites. Okay. So it's not champagne. No, it's sparkling wine. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. But it's good. Okay. She's expensive, too. She is? Yeah. Okay. Oh, my god. Because I'm a fancy hoe. You are a fancy hoe. Yeah. Well, I'm a hoe on a budget. <laughs> <laughs> also known as a basic bitch. I'm not a basic bitch, honey. Yeah. Like, you, ain't, you didn't come up with some cupcakes, so you could. Thank you. Yeah. You know, or no Andre. Because I used to drink Andre faithfully. You did. I was actually drinking Andre last night, but that's on the side. Oh, man. <laughs> so, shout out to my sister-in-law, because she actually got us these, um, these engraved wine glasses glass etched. yeah they're etched glass it has our category is logo on it justin posted a picture on or a story yes. on instagram and i want to thank my family for their enduring support yes of family, category is being listeners and friends mm-hmm. and friends and people we have yet to meet right we have a lot of stuff coming up in 2020. Yes. And I look forward to meeting more people. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Because, you know, when we did our live show at the Philly Podcast Festival, that mm-hmm. was the first time that I met people oh, okay. that listened to the podcast mm-hmm. that I didn't that know. That you don't know. Yeah. And that was like, oh, whoa. Yeah. But that's going to happen more in 2020. But yes, thank you, birthday buddy, uh, Maurice's sister-in-law, for these <laughs> glasses. Yeah. They're really cute. So thanks for that. Yes. And we were going to utilize them all of 2020. Yes. So stay tuned. So we're going to do things differently this year, or this episode. <laughs> so Corbell's getting deep. Yes, it's hidden. <laughs> so instead of, you know, our usual uh, categories and I said what I said and uh, tens across the board, we are going to give our personal faves for a few different categories that we have. Right. We're going to do some entertainment stuff. We're going to talk about a lot of pop culture stuff. And then we're going to talk about some things that kind of need to stay in 2019. Mm-hmm. So first, let's start off with some personal entertainment faves. Yes. So we're going to talk about uh, movies, TV shows, music, yeah. things like that. So what we was, love that stuff. Yeah, we do. So what was your favorite movie of the year? I do want to see Bombshell. With um, Charlize? Yes. Yeah. So this might not be totally accurate. I'll uh-huh. update you in the new year okay. if, okay. if that film is great. Yeah. But I did, you know, I saw what? What was the Renee Zellweger? That wasn't too great. Which one? Oh, Judy. Judy, that wasn't great. My top movies for the year were Hustlers. No, oh, man. It was actually, it was entertaining as hell. It was good. Mm-hmm. And J-Lo, goddamn, goddamn. The body. Okay, but bodies don't win Oscars. Also, another good movie for me, mm-hmm. I will give just a quick little, you know, it wasn't, the movie wasn't great, but I love the song, Was A Star Is Born. No, ma'am. What? Uh-uh. That song wasn't that was, last year? Was it last year? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, actually, my other favorite movie is an Amazon Prime movie. <laughs> Because <laughs> you ain't got to go to the cinema no more. Right. You can watch it at That's home. what I was going to say. Like, you can, with Amazon, Prime, Netflix, like, you don't have to go. Right. Especially, like, for, like, those indie art house kind of movies. Right. With, like, a kind of a lower budget. They're going to be on Netflix. But now they're even releasing original. things. Like, I try to watch The Irishman on Netflix. but It's, it's too long. It's too long. Yeah. <laughs> so, I try to watch it at home, but uh-huh. I get distracted. I yeah. fall asleep. That's oh, something yeah. you need to see in theater. Mm-hmm. But on Amazon Prime, one of my favorite movies of the year was Britney Runs a Marathon. Mm-hmm. Britney Spears? 
It's about this just this this overweight white girl who lives in New York and her life's oh, kind of falling apart. So she decides to run a marathon yeah. and it's like no just man. on her journey through that. And I watched that movie and I cried and I bawled mm-hmm. and I'm trying to convince my sisters to run a half marathon with me for my birthday. And they're like, hell no. no. Mm-hmm. But those were my top two movies of the year because Hustlers was just entertaining over the top. It had money, glamour, glitz. It had an ensemble cast. Mm. And um, a movie that really touched me, which is Britney Runs a Marathon. So those are my movies of the year. How about you? So honestly, I haven't been to the movies at all this year. Really? Yeah. Because one, I just don't like people interrupting and distracting me from what I'm trying to watch. Like, Because people are always on their phone or they got some kids running around or it's just a lot going on. So I just don't. But my favorite movie of the year is the Downton Abbey movie because I loved the show like so much. And I was one of the first people like actually watching Downton Abbey, the TV show, because it used to come on PBS. And I think I said before that I just didn't have cable for a long time. Right. And so I would watch like a lot of PBS. And I remember when like every Sunday night when it came on, I was like glued to the TV set. And then they would have like the Christmas special um, that was like two hours long. And then... All my friends were like, what is Downton Abbey? Like, what is that you, you, that you keep talking about and keep watching? And nobody was into it mm-hmm. until, like, maybe the third season. Right. Yeah. And then everybody started getting onto it. Yeah. It's kind of like Adele, like, when she first came out. Right. And I was listening to her for a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was onto Adele because, uh-huh. you know, I love UK music scene. Yeah. But you did put me onto Downton. Mm-hmm. And I still maintain it has one of the best uh, intro musics. Oh, yeah. Ever. But, Yeah. With the piano. It's amazing. Yeah. So shout out to Julian Fellows. Um, but yeah, that that was my movie of the year because like just the nostalgia of the the show and then thinking like, oh, where can the story go next? And I was like, okay, cool. Like they, they really did it for me. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. I mean it's not the best. It's not like it's not gonna win any Oscars. It's not gonna, you know But that was a movie but, I think that was done for the fans. Yeah. It's like very fan servicey. Yeah. So You were such an Anglophile. I am, and I really want to go to Highclere Castle. The actual Highclere Castle is the actual like location of Downton Abbey. Oh. Yeah, it's outside of London, so it takes like maybe a day trip to get there. But the next time I go to the UK, I want to go. Oh, do they have like tourists? Yeah, they do. Oh my god! Yeah, so that's on my bucket list to go there. That's so fun. Let's see, yeah, uh, I did like that ballot, Thomas. Thomas. Ugh. Thomas a mess. Thomas is fine though. Well. Messy. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's my only um that's my top movie of the year. Awesome. Let's hop on to our next of the personal phase in entertainment television. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in television, I know that you guys have heard me rant and rave about shows that I watch. I've heard from listeners that I put them on to certain shows like Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, mm-hmm. Shits Creek, okay. and others. Mm-hmm. But the show of the year for me mm-hmm. is because I like comedy. I do try to get into dramas, but I find that I love a drama. I love a drama too. Yeah. Because I like drama on TV and in other people's lives. I don't have drama in my own life. Well, darling, you know I have enough of that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so I try to escape. I need yes. a comedy. You know, I need something to laugh at. Yeah. <laughs> so I do I like comedy mm-hmm. and the comedy format is best for a half hour show. Okay. And I do like to the streaming services. Mm-hmm. I'm very much of that era. But Schick's Creek, thank you so much, CBC, for finally letting us get a taste of this show. Okay. I realized I was late to the party. You are. So the uh, final season of Schick's Creek comes out, I think, like the second week of January. Mm-hmm. So I'm presently re-watching mm-hmm. all like five seasons. Mm-hmm. And the episodes are only like 21 minutes. So you can kind of watch it okay. quickly. But it's hilarious. It's funny. And I'm still so, so, so in love. You know. With my soulmate. <laughs> and husband <laughs> Daniel Levy he's just amazing uh, uh, okay that's Bay. I mean Bay. I'm okay sorry. I'm sorry for me and this is probably why I can't get into the show cause like I know he's Eugene Levy's son mm-hmm. and you know they have like the eyebrow thing like that's their right. thing even Eugene Levy's hot for like an old, yeah, yeah. For like an older guy, like, <laughs> sadie, hey, sadie. Um, but yeah, I just can't, with Dan, I think that he works the eyebrows and the glasses a bit too much for me. And <laughs> when he takes the glasses off, and you see how small his eyes are, they look like ferret eyes. And I just can't 
I can't connect with that. All right, we're going to stop talking about my man like that. And then he, it's like his face is almost pained because he's always contorting his face to like move his eyebrows up and down. And then I'm like, mm, girl, what does your face really look like? <laughs> I see that. He's definitely one of those people that benefits from like a bold frame. Yeah. Um, and but I still love him. I love okay. his character, but I, I feel why? so much affinity for him because he feels like the white Jewish version of me. Why are his clothes so baggy? Because baggy's in. I told you that. Or maybe sweatpants I told you the that. only thing that fit him. I told you that last year in the year and episode yeah. that baggy was coming back. Because I'm yeah. always, I'm a trend, what? Setter. I know what's happening. Tight clothes are over. Baggy's back in. Look at Rihanna. Rihanna been doing that for yeah, half a cause, decade. Because it's coming. <laughs> it ain't came yet. Also, late and in, in the running. It's a quick show. You know I love an anthology. Okay. It's on Amazon Prime. This show was all the tears. It's called Modern Love. Mm-mm. And it's about all these people who experience love in New York City. And it has like older people's love stories. It has midlife love stories. It has young college people love stories. It's very diverse. It deals with social media. But then they had a gay love story about adoption and a baby and surrogacy. And I just, I cried. I watched, I've been watched the entire thing in one day. And uh... it, it tied it all up together. But I also think I'm the victim of what I once thought was a good movie called Crash. Uh-huh. And like how it's like all these people living their separate yeah. lives and it's all tied together mm-hmm. in the end, this cute little bow. I really love that. I don't. I don't think the anthology works for me. Really? Because I like to get invested in a character. And I don't. In a story arc. Yeah, and you commitment have very yeah, strong <laughs> commitment issues. You got a short attention span. And <laughs> I just think that Damn. for me... Like I need to, I need to build up like a connection with the character uh-huh. for like seasons or see their their growth. Oh, and you, I don't think you can get that in one thirty minute episode. You can't, and but that's the beauty of it. No, it's fleeting. I don't like that. Okay, I get it, <laughs> but I love that. It's, I love the format. You do. That, that, I mean, it works for you. My and that's the thing. Like so, with my best, my favorite TV shows. My favorite TV show, and they. Did a disservice this year because and last year too. But Game of Thrones was like an epic TV show, mm-hmm. and had the story ended or been told in a way that was true to the characters and like their arcs, then that would have been like the best TV show of all time. But a lot of people, me included, got really invested in Daenerys Targaryen, right? And you know, her story was like she was. You know, basically um, an outcast since she was a child and she had to grow up like in a foreign land. And, you know, she built herself up and worked herself up to be like this queen and this, you know, um, really strong person who came from nothing to. And, you know, her story arc was to like reclaim what her family lost. Mm -hmm. And they get to like the last episode and it's like, okay, now we got to kill this bitch. And they really fucked it up. I know. I think the writers are just really like narcissists or like caught up in their ego. And you have to think that show was what ten seasons? No, it was only eight. What, eight seasons? Yeah, they were probably like over it. The showrunners, um, Dan and Dave, I forget their last names, but <laughs> they were su- supposedly rushing the, the series finale or this final season so they could um, take on like other projects. Like they were connected to Star Wars projects okay. and then they were supposed to be um doing this new series on hbo called confederate it was like an alternate history I heard about that yeah it's like an alternate history where the south won the civil war right and then you know black twitter Ooh, got a child. black twitter got a hold of it and they ended up canceling that but anyway they were they took a long break in between season seven of game of thrones and season eight to do it, you know, the right way. But then they also were rushing it because they had all these other projects lined up. Mm-hmm. And they were like, okay, well, let's hurry up and get this done because I'm trying to move on to the next. It's like... But that doesn't mean you don't handle this with care. But you know how it is. You get a new job. You put in your two weeks notice. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> and you calling out every other day, you know. Because to them it's a job. Yeah. But I also look at it as making art. Mm-hmm. And you don't sacrifice the art. The mm-hmm. art's always priority. Mm-hmm. But also, this is a bit, television's a major multi-billion right. dollar business. Right. Okay. So they messed that up. Anyway, my all-time favorite show this year. And it's a late entry, so 
maybe it's a little primacy versus recency, mm-hmm. but um, The Mandalorian was epic. Okay. It was really good. The, it's, um, Is that on Disney Plus? It's on Disney Plus. We had um, a little free situation because we switched from um, providers and we got like a little situation. But um, anyway, the, uh, it's only eight episodes. They're about 30 to 40 minutes each. Attention span. <laughs> yeah. And you just really got caught up in the story that they were telling. Okay. It's um, centered around this guy who's called the Mandalorian. He's like, it's like a creed of people. It's not a specific race of people, but it's like these people who adhere to this creed that they kind of created on this planet. Um, but then there's Baby Yoda. That sounds very... And... Oh, is that why everyone's doing the memes? Yes. Oh, because yes. I thought that was from the movie. No, no. The new um, Rise of Sky- Skywalker movie just came out, but this is completely separate oh, from that. So I'm like, what is this baby yeah. alien? He is so cute. And the final... Uh... So it's a prequel? No, it's set five years after the end of the original trilogy. Uh-oh. Star Wars was only a trilogy? Yeah, because remember the first... I don't remember anything. Child. But it was good. Like, it captured everyone's attention. Like, everyone's talking about it. And it was just epic. It was a good episode. Okay, a Mandolin. Good... No, <laughs> Mandalorian. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but it's a good series. Oh, I started watching this new show called For All Mankind. It's about if the Soviets got to the moon first. So it's another kind of like alternate history. Yeah, it's like an alternate history. It's kind of like the man in the high castle meets like hidden figures. Mm. Yeah, and it meets and then Mad Men because it's like all in a time. Wow. But it's um, it's really good because it gives you like a different take on what the history could could have been. Mm -hmm. And but I don't like when they have um, it's like they try to. Force like these feminist kind of ro- uh, roles and like storylines. It's like okay, girl, but it was still the sixties, right? Yeah, but it's it was it's good. It's really good. It's on HP. No, it's on Apple TV Plus. So let's hop into our last little area of entertainment, which is my personal favorite. Okay, music because my musical taste, as mm-hmm. Maurice knows, can be very random, niche. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh-huh. um, I'm going to start with my. One of my personal uh, pop favorites, or um, or popular favorites, because she's not pop, but she's a hip hop artist. But to me, the breakout star this year uh-huh. in the mainstream music industry was Meg Thee Stallion. You know what? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Meg Thee Stallion was that bitch. I'm sorry, it was Hot Girl Summer. I had a Hot Girl Summer. Ooh. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> okay. She has kind of aligned herself with Nicki Minaj, mm. but she also kind of hasn't. Like she's but just doing her, and I love it. But aren't they doing the exact same thing? To me, Nikki is just so much of a caricature in the voices wow. and all that. Mm-hmm. Megan she raps like bending dudes over and like doing them from behind. Megan? Yes. That is a real thing. Yes, girl. So there was like this, um, I forget which TV show it was, but it's like this whole storyline where this guy is getting pegged. He's pretty hot, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. But my personal phrase in, the, in my niche area, now we're going to okay. get deep are going to be um, I love Flying Lotus also I personally did love Solange when I get home it still that was this year that was this year oh, okay. uh, it, it still is not as amazing as A Seat at the Table A Seat at the Table is one of my favorite albums wow yeah. um, it's up there with like Miss Education of Lauryn Hill I don't know about that um, my late in Breakout Star how many you got Moon Childs fourth album Little Ghost but they're based out of LA they're a band they're amazing please go listen to Little Ghost it was I my won't. favorite album of the year girl I but guess but Moonchild was an amazing 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 album um tens okay. across the board my top music of the year I'm gonna get into it a little bit later in the episode okay but I will say I had never really listened to this post Malone creature. Yeah, he looked a mess. He did. But I don't know what CD or how many CDs he's, he got, but his music is actually pretty good. He's good. He got like a lot of songs. He did. And they were actually pretty decent. Okay. Like regular decent, not like Philly decent. So now that we're done with music, we're going to run into our next segment, our next category, and it's word of the year. dictionary.com which is um, a website. 
where you can look up the meaning of words. Of, of words, yes. It is essentially a dictionary. Yes. Online. <laughs> People don't know what that is anymore, though. You have to, right. like, explain. Yeah. It's not Urban Dictionary, because no. they got completely other things. But this is, like, one of the most used words of the year. I think that mm-hmm. was their criteria. Okay. And so their word of the year was existential. So existential means concerned with existence, especially human existence. So they would use the term existential like in the debates, they would say Donald Trump is the, you know, biggest existential threat that we face right. as Americans. Climate change is an existential. Greta, yeah, Greta Thunberg would say, you know, climate change is the biggest existential crisis right. that we are going to face as a human people. So, you know, the word is related to our existence, like what threat or what crisis or what anything is going to threaten our existence, our ability to survive. Wow. I hadn't really heard it. But then I've been like, I hadn't. But again, it's like that that psychological phenomenon where it's like you don't recognize something. For example. It's like a frequency illusion. It's a frequency illusion. It's like when you buy a car. Right. And you don't see as many of that car before you buy it. Mm-hmm. It's not like in-group bias, but it's like once you buy a Toyota Corolla. Right, you're going to see more <laughs> You're going to see Corollas more, yeah. Road. Yeah, so it's like that. So Merriam-Webster, who is like the dictionary. So they announced earlier this month that they chose they as the word of the year mm-hmm. because gender pronouns and gender neutrality was like the mm-hmm. big thing of yeah. the year. Most notably, Sam Smith, who I always called him the male Adele. I get that. I see that. <laughs> but, well, Adele is snatched now, honey. Oh, so. my God. Did you <laughs> see her Christmas picture? Yes, I did. And she looks good. Child. Good. That jawline? Think, no, that no, jawline? Man. no, man. Snatched. Adele, girl. She's too I don't skinny. know. She's a little too skinny. And some, so, people are, some people can get too skinny. Too quickly. That's the thing, too. And I don't even know if it was, like, too quickly, because Adele's, like, super private. Right. And so we probably haven't seen her, like... So she did that car drive karaoke with that other fat British man. <laughs> oh, don't do that to I'm James sorry, Corden. James Corden. I like him. I'm, he's wide, not fat. That was wrong. Stop. I'm sorry. But Adele, I think she got too skinny too quickly, because she never really comes out in public. Like, she was at the gay club with um, Jennifer Lawrence a couple times, but, mm-hmm. like, if she was in the public eye, like, all the time, and you gradually see this weight loss, uh-huh. I'm like, okay, girl, like, do that, but she coming, like, snatch like that? Snatch. That jawline is to die for. The face was a little too skinny, like, but if you pan down, I was like, girl, where she are was, your skins? I she looked it, good. And she's feeling good. But she need to come with a st- CD. Like, girl, where is 30 at? I don't know. Rumblings say that the album's too happy. How is she happy she got divorced? Adele, girl, you might get some cars or something. Anyway, back to the, the word. The word they increased 313% in, ni- in 2019 um, from, the, from the previous year. And it, you know, all goes to being gender inclusive and gender neutral. So let's hop into our next area of superlatives. It is time for... The viral moment of, of the, year. the year. My meme of the year mm-hmm. goes to RuPaul's Drag Race alum, Jasmine Masters, and her, and I, she was just talking to the her fans on yeah. a YouTube video, and she had her tuck. Yeah. Tuck. And a tuck, if you don't know, is when a drag queen tries to make their between the legs look smooth to resemble. Disappear. Yeah, just disappear. Mm-hmm. And do they use gaffer state? Yes, they do use gaffer okay. state. So, um, she like shifted in the chair and she went and I because she shifted and like sat on the wall. <laughs> but the, the, the clip is so epic. But like this year, with that earring dangling, with that bob <laughs> and that dark and that purple blue. makeup, that like midnight blue. Yeah, but like this year, and I oop was everywhere. She actually got 419 million uses of this uh this meme or and this I, gif and i hope and i oop. she got an award from giphy oh, wow that's amazing <laughs> i hope she was able to monetize that in some way shape or form um, but i'm not sure not. how she legally would be able to do that 
Probably not from the way she was looking at this. Um, but I'm sure it got her a gig at a club video. somewhere, though. Um, I don't know, because this t-shirt she got on, I don't <laughs> think she got nothing Stop. from that. So the next viral moment of the year, it was hard to pick just one. So this is a viral moment that I personally did not partake in, okay. but it took the internet, pop culture, society by storm this year. It's a kind of late entrant into the year, but that Popeye's chicken sandwich. <laughs> they had no marketing. They had no, you know, rollout campaign. It was like, bam. It was like Beyonce dropping the album in the middle of the night. And the internet blew the fuck up mm, over did. the sandwich. Our next category is best comeback of the year. Now... This is for a person or persons who have experienced some difficulty or had a bad Ooh. break. And um, they came back on top. Mm-hmm. This year, my comeback is Cassie Fine. Who? She had that one song, It's Me and You. No. No. Are you waiting? I'm not. She used to date Diddy. Yes, I know. The okay, arm well, piece. Well, well, they broke up. Mm-hmm. And allegedly, she used to get an allowance. She stacked her coins. <laughs> not very much I mean well, she married her trainer and she had a baby and how is this a comeback people would not con- perceive as a glow up but it is a spiritual because it ain't it was they got comeback. married in her backyard no down at married- the trailer park well go on to your comeback of the year who was your comeback <laughs> my comeback of the year is also my magical moment of the year and it's also my musical tens of the year and I wouldn't even call it a comeback because how many comebacks does she have to have darling <laughs> My diva of choice, Mariah fucking Carey, coming through with her 19th number one on the Billboard Hot 100. She broke numerous records with her holiday classic, modern classic, All I Want for Christmas Is You. Her 19th number one, her 17th number one as a songwriter, her 14th number, no, I believe it's her 18th 18th number number one as as a songwriter, her 14th number one as a producer. All I Want for Christmas is You is the first holiday song to top the charts since 1958. Is also, I can't even run down all the names because I'm drunk. She's also the first artist to have a number one single in four consecutive decades. The 90s, the 2000s, the 2010s, and the 2020s. Because this week her song is number one again. It's the First, is it number one single of 2020? Of 2020, bitch war. Well, congratulations, Mariah. Tens. Oh, we're not doing tens. Our next category is best or worst messy scandal of the year. And earlier in the year, I announced, or I said that I did not believe him. Jesse Polar Vortex (laughs) Smollett went on this whole. I don't even know what to call it, but. He had this alleged attack when he was going to get him a tuna sub from Subway. Yeah, all that mayo. tuna? Yes. He eats fish. White fish, at that. (laughs) Right. So he had this whole thing where he allegedly got attacked by some Trump supporters in the middle of a polar vortex in Chicago. When the scandal broke, mm-hmm. I was in Jesse's corner. Mm-hmm. I was there in solidarity. Mm-hmm. Like, my, my gay black brother has been attacked nope. and victimized by these Trumpians. And I had to eat crow. You did. And I was wrong. You should have ate that tuna sub that he still had on the counter <laughs> when the police showed up. So what ain't even hitting like that. I mean, I, you might have walked to that I, KFC for... For, for a $5 fill-up. Right. <laughs> you know, I love the potato wedges. <laughs> I mean, that was a stunt to end all stunts. Mm. Okay. Well, it ain't work. Well, let's hop into our next category. It is clapback of the year. And this year, my clapback of the year goes to the Legend family. Both both mm. Christy Teigen Christy? and John Legend was not taking their foot off of Donald Trump's neck all motherfucking year. They laid on him. And if anyone who follows Chrissy on Twitter knows that she is hilarious, I think she's a friend in my head. Mm. Like she called the president mm. a pussy-ass bitch. Mm. You know, the and president... her husband, though. Because I'm pretty sure they be pegging. Oh, 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 okay. Well, I mean, John Legend, you got a fan. Well. But I love them as a couple. I, I really love Chrissy, and I think I hate they're amazing. Her. No, I don't. I know Chrissy got a lot of time on her hands. I mean, 
Like, what's that celebrity karaoke thing? Oh, with LL Cool J? Yeah. Oh, he's like, one of my crushes. When he did that one video where the uh, screen would lift up, they'd be looking at his doing lips. It and doing it and doing it. Doing it and doing it and doing it. I mean, she probably ended up pegging too. But I, with Chrissy and Miss Legend, I think, <laughs> I just wish they would channel their time into a more productive area. <laughs> like, girl, Chrissy, what are you doing with your life? John Legend, when have you put out anything? He just put out, like, a Christmas album last year. And that this shit sucked. John got Sexiest Woman Alive. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> I mean, she's like, not model material no more. She ain't been model material for a long time. I mean, she was a good... She she had a moment. But then when, you know, came Ashley Eva. Graham... Okay. And she was like, I'm going to take this thick title. She's pregnant. I thought she had just been a Chipotle. Stop. You can't do that. <laughs> My bad. Her husband's fine, too. She's married to a black man. Mm-hmm. He can appreciate autumn curves. Well. Wow. Anyway, hopping from best cut back to best, best slay. My favorite category. Yes. Now, this is a fashion year. moment. I just knew earlier in the year when we talked about this moment, I just knew it was going to be the slay of the year. Because no one could top that. Nobody. It was epic. It was. It was lit. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it was an existential sleigh. It was, yes. <laughs> so my best sleigh of the year goes to none other than Kimberly Kardashian West at the Met Gala where she wore that Terry Mugler snatched wet look with the drip. She had all those crystals, crystals just hanging from her body. The corsetry. Was beyond. Divine. It was beyond. It was, it was inhuman. It was. Because she wore so much like corset and like underneath snatch material that she couldn't sit down. No, she, she couldn't, couldn't go to the bathroom. No. She just had to stand there and be miserable. And sometimes you have to sacrifice her oh, fashion. Because beauty was tame. Yeah. I mean, even now, I mean, it was it was inspired by that, by that Sophia Loren. Sophia Loren, look. yeah. Shirt, dress, look, getting out of the water. But, uh, I mean, I will, I will join in you. Mm-hmm. This was my low-key slay of the year. But you know I have, <laughs> like, a, a, I, I have a thing against the Kardashian-Jenner uh-huh. family. Yeah. But the look was divine. Mm-hmm. It was just painted on, snatched for the guys. Snatched. That the waist hair, was gone. The makeup, yeah. the dewiness. It literally looked like someone just pulled her up. Mm-hmm. from like a body of water yeah yeah um it was a great look that was the look that kanye had a problem with because he said it was too sexy and originally it was supposed to have nipples i'm glad she chose not to do yeah. that. yeah and so when he was like oh this is too gregarious. much yeah so when he not said, gregarious gratuitous gratuitous yeah when he said that <laughs> Um, or gregarious, maybe. <laughs> hey, hey. When he said the nipples were too much, I think that was the part that was missing from that Keeping Up With The Kardashians clip. Context. Yeah, the context of it. So when she when he was like, oh, that girl, that's too much, that's too sexy, you know, she decided, or they the team decided to remove the fake Good nipples. Good editorial decision. The, that was a moment. A moment. Best slay. Um, of the decade. However, I do not join in your best slay. Okay. My best slay was actually... Someone that I had grappled with because, in terms of his fashion choices, they're horrible. But Billy Porter really did mm. some things this year on the red carpet, and I will uh, give him my uh, slay of the year specifically for his Tony Awards look. What was that uh, pink no and thanks. red, which was like a um, it had like a vest. It was a suit with Good a vest word. and it had the big train that was bustled and had the tool. It didn't need an editing eye, but I still overcome So how is that a slave if, if it needs to be edited? The message and the political or mm. social commentary that he was making through fashion on the red carpet is more so what I support and Billy Porter's no. look, specifically my favorite of the looks for the year being the Tony Awards look. So no. best slay to you, Mr. What's his last name? Porter. Billy is going down the Lady Gaga route where every red carpet, every moment, everything is like that drunk guy at the holiday party. What the <laughs> fuck is he going to do this time? Gimmicky. It's gimmicky and it's like, 
They only invite you to see how much of a fool you're going to make of yourself. It's spectacle. I'm going to disagree with you. I don't think I was a slave. The look itself, I was, a, was hot a hot mess. Slave, but the spirit behind what uh-uh. he was trying to we do with we, the look. You cannot date someone's potential and you cannot <laughs> give someone a best slay on the spirit. Last of our superlatives is something that we've added new this year is chopped. Maurice, who's your chopped? Lizzo, girl. Because I understand what she's trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I understand that she is about, you know, this beacon of body inclusivity and self-confidence and whatever else she's trying to portray. But I don't think she's that self-confident. I feel like she's doing it to get attention. And attention-seeking behavior is like the lowest of self-confidence. Right. If you are that talented... If your message is that strong, if you have that much to offer to society, you don't need to be naked all the time. You don't need to be ass out at the Lakers game. You don't need to be butt naked in a bathtub with four Skittles in your belly button. Actually, I think it was like five. Because did you see her on SNL? I didn't. Okay. So she... Actually, I saw the clips. Yeah. So she was on SNL episode with Eddie Murphy came back and he did all his iconic um, SNL skits like Bo Wheat. They did like a mass singer (laughs) thing. And then anyway, she was a musical guest on SNL. And so she's, I guess, singing good as hell. And she had on like a tuxedo from the front. Mm -hmm. And she was doing this offbeat dancing like she was a little ahead of the choreography. And then she turns around and the back is like completely like sheer nude with rhinestones. Like Britney and Toxic? Yeah, but her ass was like completely all the way out. <gasps> and she was naked from the back. Did she have Swarovski crystals to cover it? Mm, well, they were there, but I mean, it's a lot to cover. But It's a budget. <laughs> <laughs> cover that shit up. If you're that good of a singer, don't be a gimmick. So leave all of that in 2019, girl. My chop this year goes to um, a person who was halfway to getting chopped within our constitutional structure, but didn't. Not yet. Not yet, but he, we know he ain't. Well. He was impeached. He was the third president in the United States history to be impeached. After is, who? After Nixon and... Nope. No, Nixon wasn't impeached. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. After Clinton and Wood... Ford? No. It was someone like in 1941. It was like 1941. Ooh, okay, good. 1941? Is my history off? All the way. Who was it? Andrew Johnson. Johnson. I'm sad for our country. I'm sad for our democracy. And I'm sad for our people. And I truly believe that he needs to be chopped. And screwed. Well, America's screwed because he's going to be still oh, there God. in 2020. Oh, God. Let's not play that. So let's move on. It's time for... Our person of the year category. Now, this is a category that's very hard to put down to one individual. Mm-hmm. But we're going to hit you with our honorable mentions first. first. Yeah. Our first honorable mention goes to Rihanna. Robin. Fenty. Robin Rihanna Fenty. I have been so inspired by this woman. Yeah. I have. Okay. Because you know what? Ten years ago when I heard Ponda replay... I thought she was going to be a one-hit wonder. Ten years ago. Was it more than 10 years? Yeah. Okay, well, you know, I, my concept of time is different. <laughs> time is irrelevant to me. It's, it's like Mariah. Yeah. But when I saw upon the replay, I said, she's going to be a one-hit wonder, and we ain't going to see her never again. I wrote but, her off like many others did. Yeah. It wasn't until the umbrella. Well. Where people really saw who she Rock was. Rock Nation got a hold of her. They did. And they reconstructed her whole look. They mm-hmm. heard the whole good girl gone bad thing. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That was epic, by the way. It was epic. Yeah. It was. It was. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a catalog. I'm not going to take it from her. She will have a Las Vegas residency one day. I don't think so. You don't? I think she is completely done with music. I mean, mm-hmm. she single-handedly destroyed Victoria's Secrets. Who well, was, I don't know about that. I mean, but... but come on. I mean, bitches out here ain't out here buying La Perla like that. They can afford it. She has revolutionized makeup in terms of offering of over 40 shades of foundations. Different that shades, changed yeah. the makeup realm. Yeah. I bestow upon Robin, mm-hmm. Rihanna, Fenty, an honorable mention for Person of the Year. Okay. My honorable mention for Person of the Year goes to self-made billionaire, <gasps> Kylie. I don't know her real name. <laughs> I think it's Nicole. Is it? No, Kendall's is 
Kendall's is Nicole. Kendall's is Nicole? I think so, because she's named after Nicole Simpson. Nicole Brown Simpson. Oh. Kylie Kristen Jenner, who became the youngest self-made is in contention billionaire in 2019. She was on the cover of Forbes. She launched her Kylie lip kit in, I don't know what year, but she used that platform on Instagram because she would... um, Snapchat. Ooh, yes, and Snapchat. She destroyed Snapchat. Yeah. Well, they... Yeah. So she would do like her little lipstick tutorials and then that was like when she got the fillers and she didn't acknowledge that she really got the fillers mm-hmm. and she launched that into a billion dollar plus business i'm giving her honorable mention for person of the year because if you look at kylie like beginning of the decade when she was like a early teen maybe preteen I think she was like 12. With no lips. With no lips. <laughs> People called her like pug face. Oh, and they were really mean to this little girl. That's a, 12 is a who hard was time growing, girl. Yeah, who was going through puberty and like growing up in this like beginnings of social media age. Because you gave her an honorable mention That's right. Year. I gave her an honorable mention last year. Girl, you ain't came up yet <laughs> to get that top spot, but it's okay. She gets an t- uh, honorable mention again this year. She broke up with, um, what was his name? ACP Rocky? No, Travis Scott. Him. With the, what was his song? I don't, I don't know. know. But she <laughs> broke up with him. She's rumored to be dating Drake. <gasps> but he says he's just a friend of the family. But in that case, Drake, just slide in DMs. Toronto is a short 45 minute film. Okay. Okay. Holla at me, Aubrey. <laughs> yeah, I just think she had like a bang up year like a bumper year for kylie jenner and a bumper decade i'm gonna give her a decade kylie jenner got the last motherfucking laugh out of y'all because she was like okay y'all want to laugh at me y'all want to pick at me y'all want to call me this and that i got something for that ass well our third and final honorable mention for person of the year goes to kamala harris debbie harris you know earlier this year i didn't really express the how upset i was because I was upset because honestly, yeah. when she decided to drop out of the oh, race for president, she, went through. she suspended her. She suspended her campaign. Mm-hmm. But you know, with having the time to grieve that, mm-hmm. I think there's other things in the works. Because I do, and I want to say it today, that I do believe she will be our vice president, or okay. at least on the ticket to be vice president. Okay. Because it didn't make sense the timing of it. Like, girl, you dropped right. out a week before the debate. Right. Um. Okay. So I think that it will be, and I have issues with saying, you know, hey, Biden's a front runner just because of his proximity to Obama. But hey, we need that. But I think that with her suspending her campaign, it was for a higher purpose. Right. And a higher calling. You know, I gave her tens a few weeks ago um, after she withdrew, but I feel like a lot of people just did not respect her for what she was trying to do kamala deserved better i will support a biden harris ticket because i think that's the only way we're gonna win this thing me too yeah honorable mention kamala Kamala debbie harris yes so my person of the year goes to rupaul charles now, this might be a questionable yeah, person for person of the year, uh, but RuPaul Charles, what he has done for the LGBT movement, for mm-hmm. deconstructing the binary, through his revolutionary show, which was a hijack of America's Next Time Model, but America's Next Time Model was also and a great Project show. Runway. And Project Runway. And these makeup shows, but like he put it all in one through he is queen. RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul is 59 years old. He'll be 60 next year. Girl. RuPaul, in this past year, has been able to, since 2009, and I'm giving him, it's, it's for the decade, really. Oh, you can't do that. That's not the rules. Girl. RuPaul talks about this challenge with, his challenges with substance abuse and addiction and depression and finding his spiritual guide and how, you know, he had a big moment in the early 90s, but then he took like a year off. He's been now sober for 20 years. Okay. And how he... No alcohol? Nothing. (laughs) 
but how he's come back. Can't do that. You know, in 2009, when he started RuPaul's Drag Race, the blurry season. <laughs> ghost. In that decade, built this up to be the most three-time Emmy award-winning show, has won Emmys, one of the best entertainers of all time, and my one of my personal heroes has had success by launching his show in the UK with the, you know, UK's RuPaul's Drag Race. It was a mess, man. Still, it's amazing. And it got renewed for a Shout second season. Vivian. You know, he's signed his great new show that premieres on January 10th, AJ and the Queen, which will premiere on Netflix. But... And RuPaul has had an amazing, amazing year. It's been an amazing decade. So tell um... Person of the year. My person of the year personally goes to RuPaul. My thing with your choice is that I just feel like I don't feel that she did anything. Never mind. I'm just going to leave it there. My person of the year goes to none other than Her Royal Highness, the Duchess of Sussex, formerly known as Meghan Markle. Um, for a second time. For the second year in a row. Because last year, you're right, we did agree. I did. She had a, an amazing She year. had a bumper year. And this year she had a great year too, personally. Yes, yes. So at the start of the year, she announced four patronages, SmartWorks, which was a organization that helps women get confidence and be well-dressed mm-hmm. for interviews. It's women who have been out of work for a while, and they're going on interviews. They have had, you know, a range of situations where they just were out of work. They could have been, you know, housing insecure. They could have had... Long-term unemployment. Long-term unemployment. Just situations where they did not have the confidence where they needed to perform well in, the, in an interview setting. So that was one of her patronages. The second was Mayhew, which is the Animal Welfare Society. Piggybacking off of her acting background, she's a pat- patron of the National Theater. And she's also a patron, patron, I'm sorry, of the Association of Commonwealth Universities, where they want to increase the acceptance and matriculation of people of color. Yes, matriculate. And people from vulnerable demographics. Vice President of the Queen's Commonwealth Trust. She participated and led the International Women's Day panel. She represented the Queen at the, remember when New Zealand had that uh, mass shooting, shooting at Christchurch? Right. Yeah. And so she led the, the um, efforts on behalf of Her Majesty the Queen. She participated in two official visits, not necessarily state visits, but um, she went to Morocco on behalf of the Foreign Office of Affairs. And she also participated in a state visit of... South Africa. She was based in South Africa, but Prince Harry, he went to Botswana and different um, countries around there. In May, she gave birth to the first confirmed multiracial person who was a part of the senior part branch of the royal family. Archie Harrison Mountbatten Windsor. In, was it May? It was May. It was May. Yeah. It was May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. She met Beyonce. Yes. At the Lion King. The Lion King. Yes, at the UK Lion King premiere. In September of 2019, she guest edited the September issue of British Vogue, and she used her platform to nominate or bring awareness to 15 forces of change in their various fields, whether it be acting, climate change, Women's empowerment. She included a mirror on the cover of Vogue so you can see yourself oh, as a cheesy but cute. But cute as a force of change. And she used that moment. I, I really, she used that moment to not highlight herself, which she could have done. She could have been on the cover. She could have done a nasty fashion spread, which I kind of, you know, was hoping for. But she used that moment to uplift. Various women in their respective fields. In um, later in the year, she marched. Um, she launched a um, smart set capsule collection to benefit her patronage, SmartWorks, and that was a line of I think they have five or six different items. They had um, pants, they had a blazer, they had a, a smart dress shirt, 
a bag and they had a dress for every piece that was bought she collaborated with different um designers mm -hmm. and every piece that was bought from the collection they would donate a matching piece to SmartWorks to help um the women who were entering or re-entering the workforce go on an interview feel more confident and land the job that would help you know essentially change their lives That's amazing. yeah so she had i feel like she had so many strides this year and she faced so much adversity this year even more than last year mm -hmm. because you know she's just out here trying to do what's right and for me megan the duchess of sussex is my person of the year for 2019 Yes. So guys, now we're going to hop into our last and final segment of this show, which is going to be realness, where we're going to get a little bit personal and we're going to talk about our own years in 2019 and even decades. If you want to reflect, it's up to you. Okay. Um, Cause I mean, honestly, I think I met you what in 2009. Yes. Yeah. It so was we, January. It was January, 2009. It's like right after Obama got elected. So mm -hmm. we've known each other for 10 years now. Almost 11. Almost 11. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like, you know, you're like a friend friend. <laughs> We've known someone that long. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. But this year's been a whirlwind. It's been crazy. Um, this has been probably one of the hardest years of my life. Losing lots of friends. A lot? I've lost a few. You know I keep a tight circle. I've lost a few friends. And some of them you need to lose a long uh, time ago. Honestly, a few I did. I can stand through this. Antoine Fisher. <laughs> Still strong. <laughs> I can, I am nowhere near what I thought my life would be 10 years ago. I thought I'd be in this whole different place, but I'm so happy that I am where I am and I'm thankful that I am where I am and it makes sense, right? That doesn't mean I don't have goals and aspirations to be other places. Okay. But I'm so excited and inspired and encouraged to see what the next year and decade has in store. You know, I think that's wonderful. I also think that, you know, there's no way to say this that doesn't seem shady. And I don't, and I honestly, I do not mean this in any way to be shady. But in the new decade, I, never mind, I'm not going to say that. I'm just not going to say that. So how about you, Maurice? So this year, um... It's been a bumper year for me, too. I've had um, some growth in personal and professional areas. Like, I started a new um, job at the beginning of the year. Um, I got my bad bitch car <laughs> and, and bought a home this year. And I just am so appreciative and so, you know thankful for the blessings that i did uh receive this year oh who was that who was this is my siri and i was really appreciative of the things that 2019 has brought me and i just for me personally i just want to continue on the path of successes accepting the failures learning from the lessons that 2020 and the next decade um, wants to bring. We want to thank all of our listeners for joining us for our 2019 year here at Category Is. Thank you to anyone who has listened to even a second of Category Is. We have so many amazing things in store for 2020. In February, I will actually be at the Podcast Movement Evolutions Conference yeah. out in L.A., um, in the second week of February. So stay tuned, um, podcastmovement.com for that. I'll also be posting on our own websites and Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and everything. Um, so yeah, just thanks for everyone who has listened, who supports, who continues to support and stay tuned for everything that we have in store going forward. See you guys next year. All right, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Category Is. Be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Follow us on all things social media at Category is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can contact us at CategoryIsPod at gmail.com. Check us out on the web at CategoryIsPod.com. 